Your energy is a precious and limited resource. So my question to you this week is, what boundaries are you setting and maintaining to be able to protect your peace so you can then channel that energy into the projects and into the people who you truly care about? Curious to hear more? Stay tuned. If there's anything I've learned from my time caring for the seriously ill, it's to appreciate the extraordinary gift of this thing we call life. Hi, I'm Dr. Kathy Zhang, palliative care physician, author, and speaker. And my goal is to bring the clarity, purpose, and meaning often found at the end of life to help you live your best and most fulfilling existence now. I truly believe everyone on this planet has a purpose, and it's my mission to help you filter out the noise and discover yours. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome, welcome back. I am actually outlining this episode on a flight to the Caribbean, to St. Thomas specifically. I started prepping this episode on my iPad and and I know, I know it is a terrible experience to fly to the Caribbean. I know, poor me. (laughs) And true to nature, the first thing I thought was how much work can I accomplish while I'm on this flight, while I'm on vacation? And my coach said to me, -uh -uh, I need you to actually take a vacation. Uh, Damn it. But he did say I could use the plane time for productivity time. So hence why some of the work was done on the plane and the rest I did actually when I came back home. I've been thinking a lot about this topic of boundaries lately because a few of you listeners, thank you out there, have actually mentioned it as something that you struggle with. And to be honest, it's something that's a work in progress for me as well. And you know what they say, we release the content that often we ourselves need the most. And look, I don't pretend to be perfect or have it all together, but I have learned a few things along the way with respect to how to set and maintain healthy boundaries. And I want to share that with you. There is a phrase that you've probably seen adorned on mugs or stationery or journals from Target or Home Goods. And it's usually written in like gold colored calligraphy. And it's set against a pastel gradient backdrop. And it's got delicately painted watercolor flowers on it. And it says, you have the power to protect your peace. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know you know what I'm talking about. And the reason why I know you know, is because I am the precise demographic those people are targeting. And that is why I can paint a very vivid picture for you. And I personally have purchased one or maybe many of those journals in my lifetime. But trite as it seems, there is an undeniable validity to the deeper message of those journals of that phrase, which is your energy is a limited resource. Let me say that again. Your energy is a limited resource. Now you can replace energy with 
your patience, your willpower, your time. But the overall gestalt is there is only so much of us to go around. And so often in our attempt to quote unquote do it all or have it all, whether that stems from people pleasing, perfectionism, high achievement, or something else, we lose sight of what's important to us. Sometimes one thing becomes so important in our lives that it takes over everything else. And if that's what you wanted to do, then great, cool. But what we need to be mindful of is the sneaky damage that occurs when we're not being intentional about our boundaries, when we're not being purposeful about how we're spending our time. And I know you've felt it before, that tug and that pull from various different parts of your life begging for attention. And before you know it, everything becomes important and then nothing is actually important. There are no distinctions, there's no priorities, there are no systems, there's no order, no control, and it becomes a shit show. Have you ever been in a situation where you look around and you think, oh, now this is a shit show. And then you pause and you realize, oh, it's actually my life. Have you? I know I have. I've been there, done that, and it is not with a capital N, not somewhere that I want to return to. And so part of that is setting and creating healthy boundaries. So how exactly do we do that? I want you to ask yourself, where in my life do I feel the most overwhelmed? Or is there an aspect of my life that I'd like to have a healthier relationship with. And maybe it's not an aspect, maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a colleague or a friend or a family member or someone. Maybe it's not a thing, maybe it's a person. For many people, they want to set boundaries with their work and their personal lives. That's one of the most common things. For others, it's something like food or sleep. And for other people, it's family members who always seem to be asking for favors, or maybe it's your children or your business. The list goes on and on. So you can decide, you know, hey, maybe I want to set some boundaries with myself. Maybe I can find ways to leave work on time. Or, hey, I'm not going to look at my phone while I'm at the dinner table. Or... I'm going to take a couple days off each week from my business instead of working myself to the ground. Or I'm going to eat one single serving of ice cream instead of the entire container. And I laugh because, you know, we've all done this, right? Just it's so good. You can't stop. Or maybe it's with other people and you tell your, let's say, chronically late friend, you know, hey, I'd love it if we could find a way to respect each other's time and meet on time and be punctual in the future. Or maybe you have a client who calls you incessantly and you can find a way to redirect them to your support staff or to call you during specific hours and set a boundary there. Some boundaries can be flexible and we can account for the preferences of others, right? 
And at the same time, there are other boundaries where you will have to draw a very firm and a very rigid line and say, this is it. You cannot cross. Do not pass go. And that scene from Lord of the Rings where Gandalf is on the bridge and he's like, you shall not pass. (laughs) Something along those lines. And a lot of times it has to do with things like bodily autonomy or if someone is trying to, let's say, you know, touch you inappropriately or whatever it is else that it is that you feel that you have to absolutely say no to. Sometimes in those instances, you're going to have to draw very, very firm boundaries. Now, I do want to mention that there is a difference between setting boundaries and maintaining them. Both are important because obviously you cannot have a boundary if you don't create one in the first place, plain and simple. But maintaining it is way, way harder because it requires effort and energy. And in many instances, you kind of have to get into a conflict with someone who doesn't respect that boundary. So let's say a lifeguard is at the beach. Let's say they rope off a part of the beach or a part of the ocean and say like, hey, don't swim out past this area. It's not safe. The riptide is going wild. You know, we've had a lot of issues. Don't do that. But if the lifeguard just allowed everyone to swim wherever they wanted, then what's the point of creating that boundary? The lifeguard has to watch for people getting close to danger, getting close to the roped off area or even crossing over it, and then tell them to get away from there. Hey, they blow the whistle. And each and every time they keep doing that until enough people get the message, until no one is endangering themselves or others by being in that area. Or if, you know, you're like me and have been watching a lot of Stranger Things lately because the new season is out and that's what we did essentially while we were on vacation, you know, there's scenes where they're trying to fight off the Demogorgons or the arms of the Mind Flayer. And if you don't watch Stranger Things, then please do. It's, I, it's awesome. But they're fighting these arms off of the Mind Flayer and it just keeps coming back and keeps coming back. And they need to continuously hack away at each arm that comes through at incoming intruders or evil possessed devil dogs or demo dogs that are trying to harm them and that they're trying to impinge on their safety, on their boundary. People and tasks will demand your attention and make you loosen your defenses until you're either exhausted or spent or both. And I want you to remember this. Just because there is a line in the sand doesn't mean it won't be crossed. You know, a lot of people say like, well, I drew a line in the sand. Okay, great. That's wonderful. But what's going to stop people from crossing it if you don't put up some resistance, if you don't guide people towards the fact that, hey, this is a boundary. And boundaries are a means of self-preservation. And I don't want you to think of it as a selfish self-preservation, because clearly that's not what I intend or what this podcast or anything that I talk about with regards to self-care is about. It is a means for you to regulate your own energy 
and then take that energy and dedicate it to the causes and projects that you're passionate about, that you do want to spend time on, that you do feel are a priority for you. The ones that help uplift and empower others so they can do the same for their friends, their family, their ecosystem. It is self-care in service of others. It's the concept of, hey, you know, I've been doing this work on myself and I feel pretty good. I'm at a point where, you know, I feel like I'm centered, I'm grounded and my head's in a good space. So you know what? Let me now go and help someone else to get to my level. Let me help pull someone else from the depths of despair, from a funk, pull them up and out so that they can, again, go out and do things, go out and inspire other people. Self-care in service of others. And if you're the type of person who drops everything for everyone else, I want you to think about this. In a sense, you are signaling to the world and to yourself that everyone else's time, their needs, their desires, their priorities are more important than your own. You're saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not worth it. I matter less than this other person. And again, there will always be situations when someone else's needs will take priority over your own. And that's perfectly fine. But just remember there needs to be balance. And of course, you're never going to say to yourself, hopefully you don't say to yourself things like, I'm not worthy or I'm not worth it. I know a lot of us do. And maybe you may not tell someone that your needs are always going to be more important than mine and your desires are always going to be more important than mine. But just keep in mind the actions, the behaviors that you're giving off to the other person, to the people who are watching you, maybe your children, maybe your friends, maybe your family. We do not exist in a vacuum. People are going to watch us. People are going to see how we respect ourselves, whether we respect ourselves. And then they're going to internalize that for themselves, possibly. And is that the kind of example that you want to leave for other people? I certainly don't. And that answer is up to you to decide. But I want you to just think about it for a second. Just think, how much more can you give? How much better can you serve or lead or work or parent if you're coming from a place of rest? from a full tank of gas rather than always running on empty? How could your life be different? How would the lives of those around you change because you set and maintained healthier boundaries? Would you maybe have more time to spend with your loved ones or get back into a hobby that you once loved, but you you became an adult and You had all these responsibilities and it's been a really long time since you've done that. Would you learn a new skill? Would you travel more? What does the most energized and purpose-driven version of you, what does that version of you think or feel or act or believe 
That is the power of self-care and why I talk about it all the time on this podcast. And again, it is not a selfish thing to want to regulate your energy, to want to be healthier, to want to get better, because once you're at that point, then you can help everyone else. You can help so many more people if you're coming from a place of peace, of calm, of centeredness, of groundedness. And I'll just say from my daily job, can I be present at every single family discussion or family meeting that occurs in the hospital? I mean, do I want to be? Sure. I want to be involved. I want to help my patients. I want to help their families. But can I? Of course not. I'd never leave the hospital, right? I want to do this work at a high level. And I cannot do that if I'm burnt out. And that was a hard lesson that I had to learn through the first four or five years of being an attending, being a physician on my own and kind of calling my own shots and being out of training. I used to go to work with a fever. I once had a terrible GI bug, um, gastrointestinal illness after coming back from vacation. And I probably should have taken honestly, like three or four days off because I was just having terrible vomiting and diarrhea. And you know, this may be TMI, sorry, you know, it is what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. I was incapacitated for probably about 24 hours, just nonstop. And I did not set a boundary. In fact, I used to pride myself. Do not do this, please. Do not model yourself after this past version of me. I used to pride myself that as long as I could stand up, then I could go to work. And think about that. As long as I can stand, standing is a bare freaking minimum, okay, to being able to highly execute the things that I need to do as a physician in the hospital, caring for people who are also sick. It just kind of blows my mind now, but that's exactly how I used to feel. And I I was so sick once that I actually asked a friend of mine who was a nurse to put in an IV and give me fluids while I was admitting patients in the emergency room. And she had to stick me about five times because I was so dehydrated. She was like, this never happens. I'm the nurse that everyone in the intensive care unit goes to get IVs in. I am the best. She's like, you are really dehydrated. She gave me two liters and I still felt like shit. So back to, you know, palliative care, like I was burnt out. And I said to myself at a certain point, I'm like, I really like this work. I cannot do this to myself. And I refuse to do this to myself again. I would be doing a disservice to my patients and their families if I show up at work resenting them, resenting my presence at work, being exhausted, being cranky, all those things that I felt for many, many years when I was first out of residency. It doesn't help the people that you're trying to help if you are not at your best. And it doesn't help them. And it certainly didn't make me feel great either. I hope that by listening to this, you realize how important it is to express and how important it is to communicate your needs. 
It helps you continue to do what you need to do and frankly, what you want to do in your life. So what else can boundaries do? Boundaries can also foster healthier relationships. I'll share another personal story with you. So my father recently dropped by my place unannounced because he wanted to fix my radiator. He was having some issues. He wanted to swap in some new ones. And these these are like old, very heavy cast iron radiators. And, you know, he came in and I was like, hey, I, you know, you came by unannounced. I actually have a lot of work that I need to do and I have to do it at home because I have some equipment here. And, you know, he was like, no, it has to be right now, right now. Looking back on it, it obviously was coming from a place of love. He wanted to help, but I, you know, became pretty upset because again, it was an unannounced visit. And so I set a boundary it had happened before multiple times. I'd let it go. And I was like, you know, it's okay. It's fine. It's not a big deal. And that time I put my foot down, you know, just like that. It was easy peasy, lemon squeezy, right? Like, oh, okay. We all live happily ever after. No, (laughs) far, far from it. Very, very wrong. My parents and I got into a huge, huge fight. One of the worst I've actually had with them in years because it brought up a lot of old patterns for all of us. Honestly, I felt like I was 12 again, just sitting in the corner, like crying because I'm an only child. It's just me versus my parents. And, you know, luckily we were able to calm down. We were able to resolve it and speak like adults. And, you know, we're, we're great now, but I wanted to share that with you because I realize how hard it is to set a boundary with people that you love and how difficult it is because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. You risk harming your relationship with them and you have to decide whether it's worth it. Sometimes you're just like, you know what? It's not worth it. Case in point, you know, that kind of event had happened to me a couple times before. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. And then it kept happening because I let it go, right? If people don't realize that what they're doing is harming you or affecting you, then what would stop them from continuing to perform that behavior? It just makes natural sense that they're going to continue to do so, either out of ignorance or whatever it is. So I wanted to share that with you because it's hard. I got into a huge fight with them, but was it worth it for my sanity, for my growth, for my mental health? Absolutely. Absolutely it was. And sometimes the most difficult things that we do are the most valuable for us, for our mental health, for our well-being, for that inner peace and that calm that we're searching for for our energy reserves. And, you know, for what it's worth, my father hasn't dropped by unannounced like that since then. I don't want to say that it was all one-sided, that it was his fault. I had to readdress some of my issues surrounding that experience as well. And I've changed some of the language I've used with them. So it's a two-way street. I'm not saying that 
I am totally without fault. That's definitely not the case. But again, we learn, we grow, we adapt. You know, you don't have to set boundaries if you don't want to. Some things don't bother people as much as they do for others. You do have to ask yourself, however, if you're willing to accept the consequences of what happens when you don't set boundaries, either with yourself or with other people. And again, it is all about being intentional with how you're living your life, about how your focus, your energy, your time is being distributed in the manner that you would like so that you can then go out and serve other people because and precisely because you are at your best. And that's what we can all strive to be is the best version of ourselves, an outstanding version of ourselves so that we can then go out and affect change and be leaders. And even if we don't want to do that on a grand scale, we again, never exist in a vacuum. We have ecosystems, our friends, our family, our coworkers, our children, whoever it is, strangers even. So go out there, evaluate if there are some boundaries you want to set or perhaps reinforce and let me know how it goes. I am so excited to be back fresh, ready from vacation And I'm just excited and looking forward to what's in store for the podcast, for you. And as always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. I will see you on the next week's episode. Ciao.